Dort Podcast Rich Keith is the Dort Podcast Ryan Davis the Dort Podcast Hashtag is the Hashtag Dort Podcast Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rick Rude Vaughn, Dick Dude. He is Razzmatazz Vaughn Dazmatazz. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? I'm a little better now. Now that we've kind of figured our shit out. Yeah. You know, we're sounding yep. a little better now. My camera's a little off center. I'm going to fix that. That's fine. Other than that, I'm great. It's an audio medium, and we've got the audio squared away. We do. At least it appears as though we do as of right now. Ryan was also in studio the uh, WEI studios, not the hashtag dork studios last week. And uh, we had a nice little time on the rich Keefe show, including an unboxing, which if you missed that, unboxing. we clipped a part of it and put it up on the old Instagram at dork podcast. But Ryan, I'll tell you what, that was a nice little time. It was, we had a great time. Yeah. I actually stayed outstayed my welcome as I am wont to do sure. as I do all the time. Sure. I outstay my welcome mm -hmm. and uh, we had a night, but you had a nice time. I had a great time. Also, for those watching on YouTube, you might know what I'm talking about. For those listening, you'll have no idea. But Davey is wearing a shirt, and the way his microphone is positioned, it looks like it might say, and in fact does say, farts. It is just a... <laughs> I was going to wait for this. <laughs> like, should I have bought this? He's I wearing, found this shirt online. He's wearing the shirt. It is a bright yellow yeah. shirt. Yeah. That just says in block plain block black lettering <laughs> just says the word farts because the microphone was covering up the r so i'm like it's got to be something else no it is in fact just one that says <laughs> farts <laughs> it just says farts love it it's my favorite t-shirt that i own now <laughs> that's, a, that's a good looking shirt yeah i'll tell you what <laughs> tell you what that's just a good looking shirt all that is all right i right. read something yeah. somewhere that was like if you don't think farts are funny you are choosing to live a less happy life with e an equal amount of farts. Mm -hmm. People are going to fart. You might as well laugh at it. There will be farts. You know? Yeah, mm. there's no doubt there's going to be farts. So have a nice time. All right, we have an absolute shitload of stuff to get to. So let's dive right in. We got a new Ahsoka trailer. The Star Wars series comes out August 23rd. It's going to be a two-episode premiere. And I'm trying not to go overboard with this because I was very, very excited for Bubba Fett. I was very, very excited for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Both were letdowns. This is a character I like more than both and the supporting cast. I like more than everybody but Vader that was going to be in those other series. It looks awesome, though. But I, I guess maybe we got to kind of pump the brakes a bit yeah i'm i'm wondering how many slow episodes they're gonna do yeah you know how many like just like world building and stuff and i, I that seems to be the thing that they're doing now which i don't yeah. necessarily love yeah but um but you the, know, I, like you i'm tempering expectations here but the character of thrawn i feel like <clears throat> kind of leads to like a slower episode like his pace is like slower and like what he says is going to be really important, like like the story part more so than even the action part when it comes to Thrawn. So that might be like, I think some Star Wars fans are going to eat it up like a fucking pot roast. Then there's going to be other ones that are like, mm, this is kind of a snore. I think that's going to be a big swing point. And do you think that having not watched all of Rebels, that yeah. some people are going to be kind of locked? Because I know it was a Rosario Dawson, and maybe she said Dave Filoni said that this is just an extension of Rebels. Yeah, so... I love Rebels. I recommend Rebels to everybody, but clearly not everybody's going to have seen Rebels. So I wonder how much it's going to be like you need to remember it, or are they going to kind of really like lay it on pretty thick, like right. what you need to know. Like Sabine's relationship with Ahsoka and like Hera's relationship with Ahsoka and like all that shit. Like, I don't know. I'm probably going to go back and rewatch some of the Rebels too. I'm going to have to as well in the next two weeks, just yeah. kind of like, and pick and choose because I know it's like yeah, you can't Clone go. Wars and there's some stuff you can skip. Yeah. I bet yeah. there's also either Disney will do this or we should reach out to our guy Jordan and see, just give us the essential episode list and then go that, back and rewatch yeah. the essential. Like really any episode because like Ahsoka's not in as much of Rebels as she is Clone Wars. So do the Ahsoka episodes, the Thrawn episodes, and then you're kind of cooking with gas, I would guess. Right. Uh, the trailer for Napoleon came out we tweeted at at dork podcast this movie comes out november 22nd it's a ridley scott 
film starring Joaquin Phoenix. What did you think of the trailer for Napoleon? I mean, I like the use of the was it national anthem by Radiohead. Yeah, like, that was kind of cool. Um, this is a character in the grand scheme of world history who I have little to no interest in. Yeah, I think we've kind of covered. I think we know what he's all about. If you don't like, you know, you didn't never took a history class, but like, yeah, I, I think in the, all of world conquering, like they, they make it something Napoleon conquered like the entire known world. It was like 2% of the world. Like, wasn't even <laughs> a big deal. No. And he, he was like King of, I think he was King of France for like a handful of years, like not even that much. So I, I don't know yeah. what the point of this is. He was short little guy. He actually wasn't. See, that's a shame. That was a myth. That's a shame. Yeah. He gets like that's, that's most well known yeah. for. It's just right. And bullshit. that's the most interesting thing about him. And he wasn't even that short. Which is good. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix not that short. So I guess that kind of is f- fitting. I will say I have no interest in a Napoleon movie, but the trailer looked pretty badass. And Phoenix is a great actor. Ridley Scott has a crazy catalog of movies. So I'm not going to go to the theater for this. This comes out right around Thanksgiving. I got I got better things to do than go see Napoleon. But when this comes out on one of the you know, on MGM plus or whatever the fuck it's coming. I'm I'll watch this. This actually yeah. looks better than I thought it would. So I'm reading here that no. Napoleon was not really short. According to the pre-metric system, French measures, he was a diminutive five, two, but the French inch of the time was 2.7 centimeters when the Imperial was 2.54. So he was actually, you know what my nickname was in high school, Napoleon, the French inch, the French, How much did you weigh with the French inch? <laughs> Hard or soft? With, with the inch. Uh, with the oh, inch. yeah. 210. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, 5'2 is like a little bit of a dude, though. Uh, but he was probably more like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, which was like the average at the time. Still, it's like Frank Manichino. He's kind of, I don't know who that is, but yeah, him. That's who we based Pocket Hercules off of for my dad. Frank Menachino oh, yeah. played for like the A's and the Blue Jays. He'd probably be a good guy to use for Immaculate Grid. And he uh, he was like jacked. He was like fi- building a fire hydrant, and they called him yep. Pocket Hercules. The little human chode. Yep. Or even the Romans and Greeks. Blue Beetle had another trailer. This DC movie comes out on August 18th. The star of Blue Beetle was in attendance at the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Nobody would know because nobody watched the freaking All-Star Game. They got, like, the lowest ratings ever, apparently. Yeah, who's, I have no interest in that. Home run derby, but no All-Star yeah, Game. Right. Yeah, I think I think the derby did better than the Midsummer's Classic. But, Ryan, let me ask you this. Not to put you on the spot, but this movie comes yeah. out one month from now. In our time doing the Dork Podcast, which has been roughly eight years... We have done like every DC and Marvel movie. Yeah. Essentially. Are we going to do a standalone on Blue Beetle? We kind of have to, right? Yeah. Is this one of, is this the first James Gunn DCU? No. EU? Not really. Not Not really. No. Someone said it was. I keep reading conflicting reports here. See what, and one of the things I read, and maybe you're right, but one of the things I read is (laughs) Blue Beetle will get. If Blue Beetle does really well, they reserve the right to like include him because it doesn't like it doesn't affect what James Gunn has planned. Because the first movie in the DCU is going to be Superman Legacy, which comes out in like twenty twenty five. That's like really okay. the first movie. But they're like, if this does, if people like this character, you'll get more of them, and if you don't, then you won't. Like that's kind of how mean, I read it. This does look fun. It does look like it has like some yeah. first Shazam. Yeah aspects to it you know the unwilling unwitting superhero who like doesn't really want the powers yep gets them anyway so i'm interested all right we'll give it a go the uh, emmy nominations are out for 2023 we won't go through all the actor and all that stuff but the tv series because i was you know we're up to our hog and tv shows and there's a lot of good ones give me your winner i'll give you the 10 nominee no no no, eight nominees eight ten no eight for drama and then give me a winner okay Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, Yellow Jackets. I know what's going to win. Okay. The winner will be Succession. I would like to see Better Call Saul win. Yeah, and this is confusing because Better Call Saul was a show from last year. All these other shows are shows from this year, but it's not like 
the calendar year. It's like they, you know, they start and stop for whatever. So Better Call Saul last year, I remember like didn't get certain nominees, but it was like, well, because they like extended the season. It's like fucking, it was yeah, confusing like shit. The season, right? I yeah. think the Emmys though, sometimes don't they give uh, awards to shows that are going out? Actually, you know what? Fuck, but so, so Succession. Good point. So Succession. So that's yeah. why I think they're going to give it to Succession because that's been nominated for like everything, everything. under the sun. So and it is really good. That, yeah, I, w- I would go with Better Call Saul too. The, uh, I've seen all of them, I think, except for The Crown. And I only saw bits and pieces of White Lotus because my wife would watch that. Mm-hmm. She liked that. Uh, the comedy series. Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Jury Duty, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday. I mean, The Bear should win. Yeah, that's my pick, but... The, yeah, The Bear should win, but also I feel like... Um, they love that Abbott Elementary, don't they? I they like, do. Yeah. They, people really like that show. Um, I've seen like four episodes. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would I would go for the bear. Uh, I still got to see Jury Duty. That's that's gonna that's in my queue. I got to watch Jury Duty. It's in your queue zone. It's in my queue zone. I got to check it out. Yeah. Uh, another show I got to check out. I've seen probably seven episodes total. Everybody loves it. Harley Quinn, the animated series, season four comes out July twenty seventh on Max. Tra- uh, trailer came out. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. But uh, by all accounts, it's a show I should love and watch. And I just I don't know. I'm like never in the mood I've for it. Same. Yeah. I can't get into it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why. I just for I've seen the first episode like three times. Mm-hmm. I think I've tried. I think I've gotten to like episode three, mm-hmm. and just can't get the ball rolling on it. I don't know what it is. It's really strange. I have the same block on it. Uh, my show Heels that's back season two, July twenty eighth. So we got a couple new July shows coming out. And if you missed the season one recap, check it out on YouTube. I crushed it. Crushed it. <laughs> I absolutely pissed all over it. Great. <laughs> I got pissed on it. San Diego Comic-Con, the original con, is this week. But, Ryan, with all of the uh, strike is shenanigans yeah. going on, a lot of actors are being told not to go to promote their films. So who knows what the fuck's going to happen here? So I read somewhere that Boston Comic-Con or Boston, they, don't, can't, they can't call it San Diego Comic-Con. They have the Boston Fan Expo or yep. something. Um, they put out a press release saying that like, as long as the actor isn't promoting a movie, if they're just there just to like hang out, they can come. So like, okay. Patrick Stewart could go as like Jean-Luc Picard and he's not promoting anything. So he can still go because that's how a lot of these like mid-level celebs like make money. Yeah. They need these things. They, they need, these they things. need the $20 selfie. Holy shit. I just saw, I was so talking of what our topic was today. There was a trailer. Okay. Yeah. Follow me here. Yep, I'm ready. There was a trailer before the Maria Menounos thing that she does <laughs> mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was Ron Perlman's new movie called The Baker. And it's got like Harvey <laughs> Keitel in it. And he's like, a, you know, it's one of those movies where he's like an old school yeah, for like sure. hitman or like yeah. cop. But now he like makes pizza. Sounds about right. Yeah. And he can't move at all. Nah. Like he's like throwing punches like. <laughs> Nah, no, not known for his lateral quickness. No, no, no. But he's been having a few too many free beers. Yeah. Well, he's asking for them. You ask for enough free <laughs> beers. How's it, Hellboy? Like, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Have a so. beer. Actually, that'd be pretty hilarious. Is if we were able to gra- get an interview for one of these actors who's on strike, but talk to him about everything but the movies that they're in. <laughs> Just like, talk to him about like other shit. Yeah. Like, what do you eat in the morning? Yeah. Like, what's your what's your what's your workout? What's like, your what do you deal? bench? How much do you weigh? Yeah. Hard or soft? <laughs> Excuse me? How much do you weigh soft? You heard us. <laughs> yeah. Can you answer? Or what, are we not connected here? What's the problem? We're yeah. speaking the King's English here, right? You understand me? It's a pretty easy question. I'm sure you know yeah. the answer. All right, right. what do you got? Bold prediction time. What will, what will make more money this upcoming weekend at the box office, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Barbie's going to make more money. Oppenheimer is going to be like the new awards darling. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm hearing about this movie that it's like fantastic. Like Robert Downey Jr. saying it's like the best movie he's ever been in. There's yeah. zero special effect, like CGI effects in the movie. And what we Wild heard, me. prolonged full nudity. Whether we get full penny, yeah, full penetration is out. But we're going. Someone's hanging dong here. So. 
correct me if I'm wrong. Like, there's been a phenomenon over the last, like, really Borat on where there's, like, a lot of penis in movies. Correct me if I'm wrong. And not to go crass. Yeah. They're all soft wieners, right? I have yet to see. Have you seen a full boner in any of I have not seen an engorged. What's up with that? (laughs) If you're going to do it, do it. I know when I run around hotels naked, it's not flapping in the breeze. Yeah, I don't know. Like something's going on there. It doesn't make make it make sense, right? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. I don't want. To, there's something I will say to you out there, but there's not something I want to go down. But I want to ask another question. But all right, that's fair. Well, I'll ask you later. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to go Barbie as well. I think Barbie's going to make more money. I think they're both going to do well. They were st- like they were stubborn in good form. Like they didn't want to move off the weekend. They wanted to stay right there. I think Barbie's going to have more of a general mass audience to go see it. Both are going to make a lot of money. Both are going to do well. But, uh, yeah, kind of crazy as it all turned out because the movie we're talking about today is the type of movie that should have, like, a long run at the box office. I feel like this next coming weekend it's going to be third place. It's going to be third place yeah. by the end of the next weekend. Kind of crazy. Speaking of money. <laughs> oh. That, of course, signals... Should I have bought this? Brought to you by 47 Brand. Go to 47brand.com, enter the promo code hashtag dork at checkout for 25% off your entire order. Hats, shirts, hats, sweatshirts, whatever you want. They have it over there, and uh, you get 25% off. So that's pretty great. Uh, Ryan, right here, for the people that are not watching on YouTube, again, we stream these bad boys Sunday nights on YouTube. Just subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. What are we looking at here, sir? Oh, look at that. A nicely framed movie poster for what I consider my favorite Indiana Jones film. You have a a handsome poster Mm -hmm. of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. So you got Sean Connery on there. And who's the the poster? The guy who does the posters who makes these? Um, I forget. He uh, he did all of these posters. Every, like, Lucasfilm poster he did. He's recently retired. But it's one of his posters. Yep. Um... And just a fantastic movie. Sharp. In movie poster. So are we talking... Okay, you get the story here? Yeah, so this one comes in from Mike G-Unit. Is what he refers to himself as. That's how he signed it. Mike G-Unit. He says, This lovely licensed Disney print was sold to me for blank dollars. The frame was another blank. I love it. I want your opinion Davey, don't piss all over this one, please. Should I have bought this? P.S. The last 10 minutes of air made me cry, but no movie that came out last year did. I don't know what that means, but there you go. Happy Easter. <laughs> time stamping Happy it. East- oh, time stamping Well, yeah. I mean, Why we don't, would we- I piss? When have I ever pissed all over a... You took a hot this? piss all over the one... Th- I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember either. I'm usually pretty positive with these things. So am I. Um, Until I met the guy that we did piss on that belt, though, that one time. That championship belt? Yeah. Is it the same guy? <laughs> no, it's a different guy. And I said it was a great belt. I just don't want, like, the, yeah. the $600 price tag and then owing somebody <laughs> money for that was the thing I had it. I had an issue with, all things being equal. But sure. I think this is great. And I think that the fr- having just bought three movie poster frames, by the way. <laughs> yep. Um, I can tell you that those things are not inexpensive. No. So I would say we are looking at, if you bought that poster yep. plus a frame, yep. I'm going to say, and I'm going to get specific with this, $147. Wow, that's a great guess. That is too low. Too it, low. It was 100 for the poster, 100 for the frame, for a grand total of 2 Hundred American dollars. Okay, a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars for the poster. Hundred dollars for the poster. I don't know. No word if it, you know, seventy-five dollars were taped to the back of it. But is it like an original? Is it like a rare? I know you don't have any more of the description that I. Yeah, I read everything that I had I there. He says it's a licensed Disney print. Hundred dollars out the door. And then you're right. The frame, we should get into the frame business because, oh my God, they must be making money in the frame business. Printed money over there at Michael's. So $200 for an Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade poster. You had me at 150. I think I'm out at 200. 
Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, we hate to do it, G-Unit, but it's going to be a get the fuck out of here from us. It is a it is a handsome poster and frame. Oh, it looks great. It looks great. It a looks lot great. of times, like you said, even about the belt, it's a lot of times for us, it's, it's the price point. Like, yeah. should I have bought this? No. You shouldn't and have. We always do the disclaimer, like, we're not ones to tell you how to spend it. Spend the question, would I have bought this? No. Should I have bought this? No. If someone said $200 for this, I'd be like, no. Absolutely not. Like that one guy that spent like two grand on the Pearl Jam Funkos. Have and it. And then we found them <laughs> immediately for like 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the chat's not <laughs> loving it. Uh, you know what? It's not dog shit. It's, it's fine. It's a good poster. <laughs> Fucking good dog poster. shit. <laughs> You're fucking dog shit. No, I'm with you. Like the shit. You're listen. You're an adult. You bought something. I hope you enjoy it. You should enjoy it. It makes you happy. You yeah. should enjoy it. But we're gonna answer. The, we're not gonna just. It's not gonna give you a yes every single time. That's the beauty of this game. And so, yeah. send them in dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Twenty five dollar minimum, and then Davey and I will let you know if in fact you should have bought it. Let's get to this. It's time for Davey's video game Right, what do you have? Well, don't look now, Richard. I know we haven't really done this. It's been kind of a, a lull this summer for games. Some big yeah. games came out like the same week. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Six and Diablo came out like the same day. Um, so that's kind of been holding my attention right now. There's some really good sales going on. But one of the things that I did want to bring up, this happened last week. So in between podcasts, um, Call of Duty has introduced Black Noir and Homelander to the game. And Starlight, I believe. I like that. Which is great. But the problem is, is people are already complaining that like uh, Homelander's laser eye ability is like OP. Probably. Like, yeah, because he's an indestructible superhero. Should so be. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what happens <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you unlock these things, right? Uh-huh. Um, so again, this is, I don't know how long this Call of Duty iteration is going to last, but they're just, ri- again, they're just wringing it dry yeah. Oh yeah. at this point. Yep. Um, saw some new things from Mortal Kombat One. Okay. Which is I don't know. We have you talked about this yet? I think when it first came out or when they first announced it, we did, but it's a very confusing title. Yeah, so it's like basically takes place before the Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat. So these characters have known each other for some time. And mm-hmm. you also get the pre-death Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And it seems as he and Sub Zero are allies at, still at this Ooh, point. So nice. Um, but they just uh, smoke and rain are added to the roster mm. this week again. The Street Fighter Six we got. So last week they introduced that Rashid is going to be the first character added to the roster, who is a new character in Street Fighter Five right. that people really liked. Um, and then the last bit. So we've been doing this. Get this. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this long enough, where there was a de- video game developer that reached out to us and gave us a free copy of the game Oxenfree. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Now has a sequel, Oxen Free Two, which is do which I gave. I actually really liked. I actually really did like that game. How about that? Um, good. And now they have a sequel that's coming out, and it's getting really good reviews. So congratulations to them. Excellent. Good. And I'd like to say that we, you know, had a small hand in that. We did, yeah. you know, something about it. We'll take a copy of the second one. Why not? Yeah. It looks looks glorious. It looks love like a lovely little game. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I, I saw the uh, Black Panthers getting a game finally. There's been rumors Oh, that's about right. It. Yeah. It, yeah, so it's, it was like a teaser trailer, so Black Panthers getting one, and so is Iron Man, by the way. Hmm. Both could be good. Uh, two reputable game studios, and I don't want to get into like the – we're over the minute now, but like, you know, so the FEC, it was a uh, Federal Exchange Commission, said that um, Activision can be bought by Microsoft okay. or Bethesda. Is it Activision? doesn't matter yeah activision blizzard being bought by microsoft so fun times it's the world it's the world we live in right it's the world yeah sure is you know what are you gonna do there you go there's the there's the uh there's the minute right there i got a question for you though right this is an important one y'all ready for bisque topic is your time folks i wasn't paying attention i gotta be honest with you well i'm glad you asked it's the topic of the day and today it is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 in theaters now. Two hours and 43 minutes. It's the seventh Mission Impossible movie currently on Roddy T's. 96% by the critics, 95% 
by the audience. We begin with all of our movie and TV reviews spoiler-free. Ryan, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Did you like it? Yes, I did. Same. Did you like it? I liked it. And not to be too controversial on the podcast, I would say I like to really like all of these movies. I don't necessarily love any of them. This one, again, if we're binary, yep. is it good or bad? It's good. Good. Yeah. Um, there were some things that I took exception, not took exception to, but had slight issue with. Yeah. That I would like to discuss with you if you have the time. I do. I got plenty of time on my schedule for this, made an appointment and everything. But yeah, no, I love, I again, I don't love them. I really like the Mission Impossible movies. I think they're fun. I think there's some cool stuff in them. The technology is kick ass. The stunts are always great. They keep one up in themselves. Uh, Tom Cruise is, is great, but then a bunch of the other side characters are usually really good. But and maybe it's just me. Like, I like comic book movies. I like horror movies. I like comedies. And I like Quentin Tarantino movies. So, like, like anything I else? I like Budweiser, beard, big titties, <laughs> and the American flag. And that's who I am. <laughs> no, that's, that's me. I like Tiggo Bitties and Bunch and Mocks. That's me. And so, this is like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy an action movie, but it's not the top of my, it's not, for whatever reason, it's not the top of my list. Yeah. Uh, one thing we talked about on the uh, radio program when Fitzy was in was top five Tom Cruise movies. And you could probably put all, you could put five Mission Impossibles in there if you wanted to. You could. I really like, um, which one was it? Was it Fallout? It was the one that Rebecca Ferguson was first in. They all, they all. So Fallout was the, la the, the one before this. Oh, so not that one. It was, so it was Rogue probably Nation. five. It was Rogue Nation five. Yep. I think that one's my favorite. Uh, and then real quick before you rack your brain, I am also a big fan of, in no order, uh, Collateral, Interview with the Vampire, and Tropic Thunder, if you want to count that as a Tom Cruise movie. I was going to ask you if you were going to count that. I think it counts. I mean, because he's, he's in it enough, and it's such a unique character for him that like I, I would count that. And I'm trying to think what else. What was my other one? I forget what I had in my top five. Maverick? Yes. Yeah. Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. So I would go, not counting this movie. Yeah. I would go Top Gun Maverick, Tropic Thunder, mm -hmm. Collateral, mm -hmm. um, Going out. Jerry Maguire, I really liked. Jerry Maguire's really good. Yeah. And Legend. Oh. Legends fucking awesome. That's, That's a movie that you it's never streaming anywhere. No. It's got a shit rotten tomato score, <laughs> but it was directed by Ridley Scott and it was like a, one of those like 80s fantasy movies and Tim Curry plays like the bad guy Tim and it's got great. the girl um she played Sloan Mia Sara, she played Sloan in Ferris Bueller's oh, Day Off. Yeah, nice. Movie's awesome. Right. And like if you like 80s fantasy movies goes, it's probably one of the better ones. Pretty so good. If you haven't seen Legend in a long time, check that out. Try to find it. Yeah, the only real kind of miss, I feel like, because like whatever you want to say about like Valkyrie and a couple other ones, the only real miss was the mummy. They tried like re-kicking off the monster verse and like, but they started with the mummy, but it wasn't like the mummy from Brendan Fraser. It was a different mummy, and Tom Cruise was the face of it, and that thing just fell apart and it ruined the whole it like stopped the franchise before it could get going. I'm gonna take out Jerry Maguire, by the way. Okay. I'm re re and now that I'm looking at it, and I'm putting in Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, good one. That movie fucking rules. Edge of Tomorrow is sick. The Outsiders is pretty good if you want to go old school. Oh, yeah. The dreamboat of a cast. Well, those fellows. <laughs> those hunks. There's a bunch of hunks in that movie, huh? <laughs> or, like, really, you could put in any Mission Impossible that you want. Like, the Mission Impossibles are all... The first one's good. The second one is clearly the worst, like, movie. But it's like, I love it. I actually really like Mission Impossible 2. It's super ridiculous. But the soundtrack is kick-ass. Fatty Newton is real good in it. And uh, it's a John Woo movie, you know? Yeah. Well, it's 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 kind of bananas. It is. With the doves and the double guns and everything. Oh, it's stupid. The beach scene. So, someone's like, listing um, Young Guns as a Tom Cruise movie. He wasn't in that movie, was he? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. Ooh, Robert in the ooh, chat. Ooh. Minority Report. I liked Minority Report. It was okay. It's not as good as Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is probably better. Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, Maverick. 
Rain Man. He's getting Rain Man. Oh, fuck. I love Rain Man. Rain Man's good. I love good. that movie. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, fucking uh, All the Right Moves. I've oh. never actually seen that movie. You could see his penis. Really? You could see his penis in that. And that's... Hard or soft? Soft. Once again, all it is is soft dicks in Hollywood. <laughs> Another dark t-shirt. All it is, soft dicks. Hollywood. Bunch of soft dicks. There's a great line in Scream. It's kind of like a throwaway line. But Tatum yeah. is trying to talk to Sydney, and she's saying after Sydney had the scare at her house, and she's like, you can sleep over my house. I'll grab a movie. And she's like, maybe all the right moves. She's like, you know, if you pause it just right, you can see his penis. Yep. So, but that's a good one. And I love the cowboy collar on uh, yeah, on Tom Cruise in this movie here. Yeah, dude, he was good. And he he was like a really good football player in, Penn, in Pittsburgh. His girlfriend, I think, was Carolina in the city. The whole thing. Oh, Few Good Men? Few Good Men was good. Tim, you didn't like it? I know. I like that movie. Yeah. I just, there's too many to pick from. Colonel Jessup. Of Born on the Fourth of July yeah. was, you know, Days of Thunder, Cole fucking Trickle. Cole fucking Trickle. The guy's had a crazy career. I would say another thing it was a good way to preface things on your podcast that all you're doing is saying things. He, he's the best, he's the best movie star, like Hollywood star. I think I would take a bunch of other actors filmographies. Like if you're just stacking them up, like favorite movies, like I think Brad Pitt is in way more of my favorite movies. Denzel Washington is in way more movies that I like, but I, I would, I recognize Tom Cruise as like the best, like box office star. That makes sense. Yeah, and for a long time, it was like him and Will Smith were kind of like box office. It was like yeah. Will Smith, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise were like untouchable yeah. in the box office. True. And those other two have taken a little bit of a dip. And I feel like Tom Cruise is having like this resurgence right now. What happened to Will Smith? I don't know. You don't see him as much anymore. <laughs> he fucking slapped. He fucking slapped a comedian at the Oscars for making a joke for doing what he was paid to do <laughs> he's for doing his job yeah he was just doing his job uh, he hit him hard too decked him he screamed at him and then 10 minutes later won the oscar <laughs> and again i would have waited until he sat down and then doubled down on that joke to see if he would get up again i would have too because at, at that point like who cares right was he gonna kill you in front of everybody he's gonna shoot me in front of live tv yeah okay no you're gonna sit there and take that that one was for free you're gonna sit there and you're gonna wear the next one yep trust me (laughs) here comes the scientology joke he should have he should have just gone i know listen i'm not him i wasn't in that position it's got to be tough and he probably thought he was doing what was right but like he could have just crushed him now then again pretty pretty safe to say he's been crushed we haven't seen will smith haven't seen hide nor hair of him (laughs) no he did that to himself but if i'm chris rock and not to rehash this whole thing, no. but if I'm Chris Rock and someone gives me a hard time for doubling down on the joke that I made for Will Smith, you know what I say to that person? I look them dead in their mm-hmm. stupid eyes and I look at them and I say, fuck you. Yeah. You're lucky I don't press charges and sue you. Yes. You would, I would say. having got, someone. Where's the security? I got three words for you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That's what I would have said if I were Chris Rock. Yeah. Fuck you, dickhead. Is exactly what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You live to play another day. Back to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part <laughs> 1. Oh, this is, how about this phenomenon? Do you chalk this up to uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows or perhaps Hunger Games? Uh, Lord of the Rings. No, nah, Lord of the Rings didn't really do it, did it? Yeah, they did. Yeah, but Lord of the Rings was like, hey, here's our trilogy. This is like Harry Potter had a bunch of movies, and then they're like Part 1, Part 2. Uh, Hunger Games had a bunch of movies, and then at the end, I forget what the hell that was, but it was like part one, part two. Now you're seeing it with Dune. You're seeing it with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You're seeing it with Mission Impossible. Kind of saw it with Avengers, if you want to call Infinity War and Endgame that. They originally came out as part one, part two, when they uh, released the titles a long time ago. But I don't know why I thought that the last Lord of the Rings was split into two. I don't know why. Maybe it's one of those, what do they call it? What do you think? It's like Berenstain Bears. What do they call it? <laughs> Mandala effect? Yeah, but it was just two towers and then Return of the King. It was just like. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was because they split one book of The Hobbit into three movies. They split oh, like maybe. a 200 page book into three yeah. movies. Which, how the fuck do you do that? But it's like more. 
acceptable now to do this because otherwise if you're pitching it before you'd be like you know what you know what that sounds like a tv show that sounds like a series if you need 10 hours to tell a story maybe you should be a show and not a, a series of movies but <laughs> but people are they're on board and you're like two hours and 43 minutes for part one like holy mackerel i did and think it, it was a little long um, it kind of flew by for me, which was nice. There were some things that we'll get to that I was like, you probably didn't, you probably could have cut 20 minutes out of this. Yeah. I thought it was like, uh, the middle, I feel like it lulled a little bit. Like maybe it was just sort of catch your breath and like ramp you up for some of the stuff at the end. But if you, yeah, I'm not saying it needs to be 90 minutes, but it could have been two, two fifteen, two twenty. you know, it would have been all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story is kind of what it is for, you know, a mission impossible. I think it's great. I, one of the things that's been fascinating is like people talking about AI and like the 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 implications of like what that means. Yeah. If if computers become self-aware and now just are just messing with people. Yeah. And every time you do something it learns from it is pretty fascinating and I don't want to say it's like bleeding edge where like it's very recently become part of our daily lives, mm -hmm. which is strange. I also think I wouldn't call it like a huge fear of mine like it's not like i'm like staying up late thinking about it but if you had to choose between like aliens taking over or like in our lifetime the climate being so bad that that ruins the country or like artificial intelligence kind of taking over i feel like that's the most likely thing and i think yeah it's the most likely thing but it's also the thing that's again it's inevitable <laughs> yeah. that we that whatever replaces us is going to be like we made it. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and we, it's our own demise. We, 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 the architects of our own demise in that way. Crazy. Um, just pushing this stuff. And I, you know, I, I'm sure people had a great, um, a great model for this, like chat GPT and all that stuff. But basically all it does is help my students cheat now. Like that's what it's reduced to. Jesus. Yeah. How do you so deal with how that? How do you use it? Oh, you, I, everyone's handwriting everything this year. Got it. Just gonna write it out. Like I can't trust you. To, oh like do God, your own. That's work. so crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. true though. What else? What's he gonna do? Uh, the action is good to or great as always. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's a wick level action. Yeah, and I would even say so. Like, not I'm not taking a dump on this movie. I like this movie, but I'm saying like the John Wick series. I enjoy more than this series. This is a good series, but like John Wick is like sort of next level. And I think one of the things that gets me about this movie compared to John Wick is they they try to do too much with the story mm -hmm. where John Wick's just like, yeah, he's mad. Here we go. <laughs> go get him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the characters, I've always liked the characters. I've always liked Tom Cruise's like group around him that's working with him or at times against him, but like the ones working with him. Uh, and then in this movie, Haley Atwell is introduced. She plays a character named Grace terrific i to me like Wonderful. my favorite part of the movie was Haley atwell her and uh, i really liked the job that oh, I, I, I forgive me for butchering this last name but like palm clementif yeah like she's mantis yeah she paris in this movie yeah. she is like an anime villain she's great just the way she looks and the way she dresses is like very heightened yeah and she fucking kills it in this she is really good uh did you watch agent carter when it was on i did not so I did. It was not great, but she's great. Like Haley Atwell played Agent Carter. I think it was like two seasons on ABC. It's in the MCU. It's even more in the MCU than like uh, the Netflix series was. So I, I and like you got some um, Tony Stark's dad was in it and like, you know, some of that because it takes place like old, old school. But she was great. I did. There was an interview that she did recently where I guess she was pretty annoyed on how she was used in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. She should be. She was like, they build her up to be like this huge badass, and then she's she gets cut in half by a frisbee like 30 seconds later. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right, touche. Well, that version of you did. Right. You could pop up a hundred more times yeah. for all we know. Yeah, but she was awesome. And uh, yeah, Mantis was really good. I do have one major beef that we'll get to as it relates to characters, but I'll save that for spoilers. Uh, compared to other Mission Impossible movies, I would say, without ranking them, I haven't rewatched them all in a while, it's probably better than one, two, four, 
The other ones I think I might like a little bit. I'm trying to think like three, five, six might be better. The last three, was it Ghost Protocol was the one they were in like uh, Dubai? I think so. And that's the one my buddy Fridge and I saw that in the theater. And there was like my favorite line of that movie was the guy. Remember he was like the, the billionaire or like the zillionaire who like house they were like trying to rob. And he was trying to, he was hitting on, was it um, Paula Patton or someone like that? And it was in that movie. And he was like, I'd like to show you my private collection of art. <laughs> it was like the creepiest thing. Yeah, pretty good. My private collection of art. <laughs> yeah, because it went one, two, three, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout, then this one. And then you get, they claim they're going to wrap up with eight, Dead Reckoning Part 2 sometime next year. Are they, though? I doubt it. They, they said I that about it. Wick. They're gonna they're gonna keep making these bad boys. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Without uh, unless you have anything else spoiler free, what is your dork score for Mission Impossible Seven? It's a five. It's a fiver. I'm going four and a half, but like a pretty pretty rock hard stand it up in the in the in the sand. Yep, four and a half. Uh, I got one pretty major beef overall, though. I liked it, and so it's worth seeing. Definitely worth seeing in the theater. Uh, I think theater or if you have like a home theater wait for it to come out this is not one of those movies you want to watch on like a little uh you know ipad mini you want to watch this bad boy uh with the surround sound and all the other stuff so five for davy four and a half for us let us know in the chat what do you guys thought of mission impossible dead reckoning part one or you can tweet us or uh, hit us up on instagram at dork podcast here we go spoilers 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 here come the all right so my biggest beef right off the shoot uh about this one is i really like the character that rebecca ferguson plays and yes. she's been in the last two movies uh isa faust and yeah. she's in dune coming up she just starred in silo and so i don't know maybe if that had something to do with like the amount she could be in this movie but it fucking annoyed me because she's such a great character and so she like, quote unquote, dies early on. And you're like, really? What the fuck? And then they bring her back. So she's in it a little bit more. And so, and then I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, at least she's back in this movie. And then they kill her off again. But there's so many like twists, double twists, triple twists. Like, I don't know if she's back for the other movie or not. I just know there wasn't enough of her and her character in this movie, considering how good she was, especially with Tom Cruise in the previous two. And she didn't really do much. She didn't like say much. No, yeah. You know, so for someone who's that that good of an actress, you would think that like they would give her a little bit more lines. So I wonder if it was. I mean, I feel like if you sign up for the movie, you sign up for the movie. But she's pretty busy now, I guess. And maybe it was like, hey, I only have so many days to shoot. I don't know how that worked because why write her out of it? The only thing I can think of is if you look at all these Mission Impossible's, there's basically one female co-lead like there's yeah. tom cruise always at the top and then there's always like you know fatty newton or it's R ferguson and then this one because they had to make room for Haley atwell it was like all right you gotta go you gotta we're gonna push you to the side but it was the other thing too that was was kind of bothersome to me is that like he knew grace for like a day yeah and then like it it was like the roadhouse thing where like, Oh, you have to pick between your two friends, like your mentor, or like your, <laughs> your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and then like ultimately chooses grace who again, the day before left him handcuffed to a car about to be hit by a train. Yes. Sure did. And he's like, no, no, I'm picking her out of this person. I have like a personal history with yeah. like, I can see and, something and, and even the character, it was a grace says at one point, like you don't even know me. Like you, you guys <laughs> yeah. like, don't even know who I am. I know. And they're like, no, you're going to get a choice. Like, to me, there's two things that stood out to me that were kind of that, like the relationships between Tom Cruise and these women was a little forced. Mm -hmm. And um, the two American guys, like, what what was the point of them? Oh, so the one dude, uh, who Jasper Briggs is the character, but yeah. Shay Wiggum is his name. He yeah. is... He's a, uh, oh, that guy in yes. movies. So he yep. is uh, Steve Buscemi's brother in Boardwalk Empire. Yes, he's the cop, Eli, right? Yes, but then he's yeah. in a bunch of other stuff. He was in True Detective. He's in, like, Civil Linings Playbook. But you'd recognize him and everything. 
Yeah, they're just kind of like tag-alongs. You know, like, they're trying to bring down Ethan, but they're not really like completely against him, but they kind but of if you're, if you're Ethan Hunt, do you look at the situation around you and be like, look fucking around you. It's not me. Like, <laughs> look around you. There's someone chasing me with a fucking Hummer. Yeah. Like, it's not me. Yeah, it is weird with like, it ramps up the action and it's always like, oh, like you got away from this guy, but not, but you didn't get away from these two. And it's like, who? it's the ultimate uh, always sunny. Like, who is this versus? Like what? But it, yeah, who are we doing this versus? What, so you're like, these guys are trying to stop these guys and these guys like don't like these guys, but they like these guys less. So they're going to also, and you're like, okay, I guess. Is it going to turn out that he's like Jeremy Renner's brother or something like that? Because you remember these, this throwaway line that it's personal. Like you've never met him personally, but it's personal. Oh, like whose I mean, brother is he? Who is he doing this versus? (laughs) It's it's possible. Yeah. Uh, How about Carrie Elway's getting a little burn here? Yeah. No, as you wish or anything. Just kind of. Just like a prick of a guy, though. But they didn't even give him a name, did they? Yeah. Just like Denlinger. Denlinger. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the director of national intelligence. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. All the double crosses. So is is the. the the shape shifting if you will or just the masks is it too much not enough or just right it was just right and i love that they like fucked up that they broke it oh yeah they, they did to, like, they did break plan. it because they were going to do more of it and then that way it was like without that tom cruise never has to jump off of a cliff and parachute into a train right and with all these this is the sixth or seventh movie in this seven. franchise seven we've seen it okay we get it like it was cool 20 years ago so I was getting to that point too. And that's why maybe it also factors into the four and a half where back in 96, I think when the first one came out and then when the second one came out in like 2001 or whatever, it was crazy. And you, it was like, Oh, sh-, or no 2000. So it was 96 and then 2000. And you're like, you, as soon as you pull the face off and it was Tom Cruise underneath, you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. The whole time. And he's got yeah. the little sticker, like the little voice change. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like, yeah, that's for sure not the guy. And too many of them know that you can do that. And so they do it to the uh, Kittredge, right? They do it Kittredge, on yeah. the train to that guy. Like, Who, he, like, invented it. Yeah, why isn't he grabbing her face or something? Well, it was the other thing, too. That like, And again, I think dissecting these... Once you start rabbit-holing and, like, dissecting these movies, you you find you like it less and less. So I yeah. want to do as little of that as possible. No, I know, I know. But it was, like, the other thing, too, with, like, they're on that train and, like, um, the guy who's a Gabriel, like... Yeah. knocks the brake off the train so the train's not slowing down and whatever and he's like you go stop the train and grace is like i don't know how and i'm like just fucking disconnect it and he goes figure it that out was like the very yeah. first thing i thought of right but he also just it. he goes figure it out and i guess on the one hand it's a test but it's a kind of a dangerous test because if she doesn't figure it out then you're probably gonna die even though he doesn't come back and save her no he doesn't but yeah he probably also thought to disconnect it maybe he should have said that like it doesn't kill I know it's cooler to say figure it out, but you could also say try disconnecting it. Just disconnect it. If you can't stop it, just disconnect it and let so, it go on its own. There was a thing going around on the internet today from one of the uh, the creators of Uncharted. Yeah. And so there's the scene at the end. And it's a cool scene. Like when the train is falling off after they disconnect mm-hmm. it, but then like each cart's going down. Yeah. And when they're facing like up. Yes. And they have to jump side to side. Yep, you have to do that in Uncharted. Now people, that you mentioned it, yeah, you do. People are like, it's a shot-for-shot shot scene from Uncharted 2. And somebody tweeted, and they weren't being a dick about it. They just tweeted at, uh, was it uh, Christopher? McQuarrie. McQuarrie. Yeah. They're like, was there any um, influence from, like, Uncharted? I think it wasn't, again, it was like, great movie, love the movie. Like, that one scene, though, like, was there any influence yeah. from that? And he's like, no. He's like, I don't know anything about video games. And, like, no, no. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of the same scene. Julie. <laughs> you sure about that? You sure about that? That's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I remember now that you mentioned it, like I remember that now and I'm like, yeah, that's it's a, the it's, same deal. And so the guy that one of the creators of Uncharted tweeted out four pictures. One of them was from a different yeah, Neil scene. Druckmann. No, it wasn't Druckmann. It was oh. another guy that worked with Druckmann. Yeah. He, it was the scene of him just like holding on to a thing. And so that that one's a little bit more like, all right, in movies where there's, you know, cliffs, you're going to have that. Cause then what's hilarious is somebody then tweeted out the picture from Jurassic park two, where they do the same fucking thing. 
before Uncharted and before Mission Impossible, where they're like in the um, RV and they're like trying to go up it. Remember, because it gets knocked off the cliff. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, whatever. Whether they're stealing it's whatever. it or not, like, it, it's it fine, is whatever. But... It's but it's kind of funny. Um, I like I like Luther and Benji. Like that's what I think helps these movies. Ving Rhames is a, is great, and then Simon Pegg gives you a little comedy, and I just. I love the technology almost as much as I like the stunts, like the shit that like those guys are coming up with and like uh, what they can do like with a computer is fucking awesome. And they're using like these old IBM tough books or like think pads. There's not like anything. There's no branding on them at all. I think it's what those guys would use. Yeah. It's like these like heavy duty, like black box computers. And I like that they can't do anything that they normally do because they're fighting an AI. So right. they just both just smash them up. He was like, smash the laptops. <laughs> Fucking AI. It is. It's a good, it's a really good villain. More and more movies are going to start doing that. Not that they haven't in the past. We've seen it, but they're going to start to do it even more. I would guess. Also, maybe even better than any of the stunts Tom Cruise did. How about his close up magic? How about him making the, the, uh, the keys disappear right in front of Grace's Didn't he face? Do this? He did this in the first mission impossible. I feel like. I think so. I there think... was a whole thing where he was like making cards appear and disappear. Like, <sighs> I love it. And he, again, like all of 80% of the stunts he does, like he actually can do that. I love it. You do like a good magic trick. I could watch close up magic for days at a time. And then Haley Atwell does one too. And she does the key. She snaps the key out of nowhere. So good. Yeah. Love the club. When I was like, oh shit, we're in for a good one today when he's doing close up magic at the airport. Do you think it's lame to have? this big thing that people are fighting over to be a physical key. Uh, I didn't find it lame though. I thought it was fine. Cause like what, you know what the key, I, I, I thought it was cool that they're fighting over a key and most of them don't even know what it goes to. They just know that it's important to get it. And then they learn what it goes to later on. Yeah. And for me, knowing what I know about tumbler locks and keys, <laughs> if you've seen, so like you, they have like, Everyone in the movie is looking at a picture of these keys. Mm, they could you make can it. easily recreate it. They could make it. And yeah. like, it's a different alloy. I'm like, it doesn't, the fucking alloy doesn't matter. That's not how locks work. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, pretty cool. So you mentioned Mission Impossible 1. So the Eugene Kittredge, the mm -hmm. character who basically like created the whole uh, IMF, I don't think he's physically been in a Mission Impossible since the first one. And then they bring him back no, for this one. That's pretty kinda cool. It was kind of cool. I was like, I have, wow, I, that, that's a face I haven't seen in a while. I like it. Do you do you have an issue with IMF standing for Impossible Mission Force? Yes, I do. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what? Impossible Mission Force. That's something like Team America. You know, yeah. that's just so, it's so stupid. But Impossible Mission Force. What does IMF stand for? Impossible Mission Force. I'm like, I think I went in the theater because that's the first time they've ever said it. Is it? Maybe they said it on the show. I know, but we knew it was IMF, right? But maybe but they. No, I don't think they ever said what uh, IMF stood for. Dude, when he goes and sees Kittredge, so he's got the mask on. So right again, it's like here's a mask. But when yeah. he sneaks in there and then just like gives him the the little like breathing thing and just pipe like gases everybody and then talk like that's a cool scene in a setup for him I like but that. i had like fred arbison fashion because the guy who's the mask <laughs> that they made he looked like a cartoon character he was like looking around <laughs> yeah like the guy the actor looked like yeah. a cartoon character and if i'm sitting in that room I, i'm carrie always i look back at the security guard who one shows up late <laughs> two has a briefcase and i'm like that guy's here to kill me <laughs> let's <laughs> like, check this guy's that guy in the back check this guy's throat yeah. right now He's got a voice thing. Yeah, do that. But I did like how the they were like pulling on the face yes. of everyone they met. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our guy, uh, fucking Briggs, was running around. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew about the masks. That's thing. You can't get caught by a mask. You got to just grab people's faces and be like, "This is what I'm doing now." Just get that out of the way early. But he yeah, give the guy the mandible claw, like give him a fish hook, like pulled in the inside of his cheek. Like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Palm uh, Clemente who is Mantis in the Guardians movies, played Paris in this. She had, like, a bunch of different looks. One of them was kind of Harley Quinn-ish, but whatever. The, the Sergeant Pepper one? Yeah. But yeah. she was fucking cool. Like, she was a cool... She was, cool. She was a good assassin 
badass. And she has like this, like, again, this like expressions on her face. She looks yeah. like an anime villain. Yeah. Like just her eyes get really wide and she's like, sm- the scene in that like really skinny alley. Yeah. Where she's like, and she's like coming after him and you see it from like his perspective where she's like running. It's like almost terrifying. Yeah. She is a really good physical actor. Like there's not, because she doesn't have like a ton of lines or anything. And it's just the way she's, now she gets pretty, pretty banged up, but you gotta, she's gotta be in the next one, right? Oh yeah. She's on the team now. She's not dead or anything. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Cause at the end we get a pulse, right? I think so. She got pretty messed up, but yeah, they got to bring her back. You think Rebecca Ferguson's still alive? No. Yeah, that sucks. What a waste. Did you see, wasn't even a did good you see the interview of the presser that Palm Clementine did and Simon Pegg was in her ear the whole time? Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, he was, like, he was, it was basically like impractical jokers where like he was telling her what to say. And this yeah. girl was just like, it was like blown away. Like, I won't, I won't spoil the whole thing, but it's pretty good. I won't. I actually, I won't do any of the jokes just because. Don't do any of the jokes. I, I won't yeah, do it. I, I won't do it justice. Yeah, people should go look that one up. Uh, so Mission Impossible Eight. So Tom Cruise has the shit though right now, and Gabriel's gonna is gonna look for him right. He's got the key, and he knows what he's looking for. Yeah, it was a good place to end it. Like, all right, we know. Yeah, because the whole thing was like the key. Like you said, the key doesn't matter. It's what the key unlocks is what we're trying to find. Yeah. And that was like the whole, oh, we need the key. He's like, no, you actually need to know where the key goes because we don't know. <laughs> and that was a cool, by the way, some of the most high stress. So the train scene, pretty high stress. Yeah. I thought it was a bit in bad taste that now we have to go find a submarine wreckage. Oh. Yeah, but that was way. Events. They filmed I mean, this way before, but still. What do you, what, what do you want us to do? Yeah. Right. Can't um, not have submarines in, anymore in movies. I know, but now we have to go use a submarine to go into the deeps of the Bering Sea and find wreckage of another ship. Yeah. Hopefully they use a better controller. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That, by the way, my, you know how you're afraid of snakes? Yes, I am. I had a reoccurring dream as a kid that I would fall through ice and get stuck underneath because I remember hearing someone say, you got to be careful because the ice could freeze over immediately. Like after you fall through, <laughs> I don't know if it's that quick. It's not, but like I, <laughs> someone said that to me when I was yeah, like, you hear eight. that? Yeah, no, that's a, that'll and now, mess like, you up. And now I would have like reoccurring nightmares of being trapped under ice. That'll mess like, you in up. The water. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'll mess you up pretty good. So that was very stressful for me. Right. And so I'm class. The older I get, the more claustrophobic I get. Yeah. So no submarines for this guy. Buried alive. Nope. Nope. I, you know, I don't think I ever saw that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's buried alive. I know a lot of movies do buried alive, but that one was, or did I see that? I don't think the so. The scene in Kill Bill was enough for me. Wow. Wow. Super Wowzers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's another movie too. There's another really good movie. As, although it's kind of a spoiler, I guess. So I won't say what the name of it is, but it's a horror movie and it's fantastic. But involves it involves that very much. Nope. Yeah. Uh, anything else? MI seven, pretty good. Pretty, we like. I this? think yeah. I think we were hard on it. I think if you look at this movie through the lens of like, this is why you go to see movies in theaters. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like this movie is definitely intended for you to see in a theater, yeah. not on a TV screen. It yeah, is. Yeah. Um, there are some hits, like some base hits in the beginning. If you go to like one of those big digital theaters or like IMAX, you're gonna feel it like in your chest. Oh yeah, even like before you even get to Tom Cruise, like you're just when you're in like the submarine and you're like, they're. Uh, shooting shooting missiles and whatnot whatnot down there pretty good yeah all right well that'll do it for mission impossible dead reckoning part one pick of the bomb all right ryan would you like to kick receive defer or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal i will defer to you okay i got a couple of things one and we okay. I talked about this on the radio show but not on this yet i'm all in on immaculate grid now i know this is three four weeks old at this point but we haven't i don't think we've talked about it on the podcast but immaculate grid uh the baseball trivia game you can play every day it's sort of like wordle they reset it you have nine guesses to come up with nine answers it's all based on you know a guy that played on two different teams or a guy that achieved a certain stat from a certain team and blah 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 a blast play it every single day here's the problem there's been like knockoff versions for the other sports yes. and they all stink like there's something wrong with them like the other day 
there was uh, like name a guy who played on the Bills and the Bears. So I was like, Doug Flutie. It was like, eh. I'm like, well, no, he he did. And so I, I, I entered it again, and it's, like, wrong. I like wouldn't give it to me. I'm like, okay. We're done with this. But anyway, it's so like Immaculate Grid. It's, like, paired up now with Baseball Reference. So it is, like, perfect. It's awesome. Uh, you know, it gives you – it also links after you play to, like, other possible answers and everything else, like, most popular answers, whereas, like, the football, basketball, and hockey one kind of for the birds. But I love Immaculate Grid. And uh, just to catch everybody up, I am still – ripping lost i'm watching lost at every waking second i watch lost now that's my thing i am i think on episode four of season two which is also like the 30th episode because <laughs> the season one's 25 episodes a lot yeah so they where are you what's happening right now um yeah because this one yeah if you haven't watched lost you're like me so uh yeah, so i yeah. am at uh sawyer michael and uh uh, Jin were on the raft. The raft did not make it. The Michael's kid got taken. So now they got back on the island. They just, Michelle Rodriguez's crew just found them. So yep. they figured out that they were also on the plane, but on a different part of the island. And then they're in the bunker and they're figuring all that shit. Like Michael is trying to figure all that. Oh, shit. So they got, they found the bunker. They're down there. So they got Desmond, yeah. but I'm early in on Desmond. I don't know much about Desmond. Yep. Uh, Saeed, I think at this point was my favorite character. I like Saeed a lot. Saeed's yep. great. Kate, I love Kate. Sure you do. Evangeline Lilly's pretty good. Sure you do. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of good characters that you find yourself kind of liking. But yes, Kate, Saeed are really good. I really don't care for Charlie, the dude from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you. Um, Not a fan. You come around on him eventually okay. yeah the drug the drug addiction yeah our drug addiction thing yeah. That, yeah. Goes, that goes away eventually okay um and they actually start to like be a, he's like a fully realized character which yeah is, which is great um yeah. all right yeah so there you go uh what do you got so i like you are picking up on an old show and you'll be happy to know that i started season three of the wire oh hell yeah yesterday so i'm i'm starting that and it's uh good i think i've watched enough i i watched season one but i watched like a quick recap of that and sure. then watched like a quick recap of season two so i kind of know what's going on yeah um and I, so i would yeah. say th so, season three and see or, or season four is the best and i always as soon as i rewatch three i'm like three is the best then i rewatch four and i say four is the best but those are the two best by far so uh enjoy and actually it's very fitting because the hashtag dork shared Gooniverse is going to come up with our top 50 TV shows of all time. You heard us right. We've given yep. you the top 50 comic book movies, top 50 horror movies. We are now back for the top 50 TV shows of all time. What's a TV show? Anything that was on TV. It all Anything counts. <laughs> we have, oh, by the way, yeah. so my real pick of the pod before yep. I forget it. Oh, yeah. Um, I finished uh, Dave Grohl's book, the storyteller. How's that? So it's, it's, more heartfelt than I thought it was going to be, but it's really good. Okay. He tells some really good stories about yeah. life on the road. There you go. Pretty good. Yeah. So if, you, if you're if you a reader, check out Dave Grohl's book, The Storyteller. Okay. It's very nice. So next the person I would hang out with. Yes, but sorry. Dave. Yeah, no. Grohl for sure would be. Next week, we'll do, we're, uh, Davey and I are going to count down 50 through 26. And again, it's not just our lists. I've been compiling the math on it. Not wild with a lot of the people's choices, but again, scared to death. I'm scared to death. I haven't <laughs> looked at it yet. I don't know what the hell I'm going to be talking about or be forced to talk about. I honestly am pretty upset with a lot of you. And so that's, it's going to be a lot of airing of grievances, but uh, again, I'll, we can both individually put out our lists later on. So people can see what, what our lists were, but we have like a 12 person panel. Cause it's you, me, Mac and goo. It is Rossi, Billy D uh, Dr. Joe, Fryer, Wes, and then our buddies that have been on the podcast before, uh, Bessie, Woody, and Shark. So it's a hell of a, a hell of a group. I got a feeling like the top five is going to be pretty straightforward. Yes. there. It's funny how it worked out so far. There's probably like five or six that are on everybody's list. And then everybody has like between five and ten that are like not on anybody else's but their own. And then there's like a big mismatch of stuff that like – 
And then there's a handful that I know people just forgot, which is annoying, but that's... Yes, I know one of them. You mentioned one of them to me that I, I definitely forgot to. But that one still might make the list because, again, I've just been updating it. I haven't, like... It's just my method. I have one way where I'm like, I have an alphabetical order and I have like every, so there's a shitload of just shows that people have even gotten like one vote for. Yeah. And so it'll be pretty fascinating. I got to enter like one or two more and then we're done. Uh, so yeah, next week we're going to do that. The week after that will probably be secret invasion. And then sometime in August, we'll get Mac and goo on the podcast as well. And we'll count down 25 through one, but yes, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool list. There's definitely a, a wide ranging uh uh kinds of shows so it should be pretty good all right yeah. right that'll do it uh hit us up on twitter instagram at dork podcast youtube as well you can subscribe there uh wherever you get your podcasts including apple podcasts uh and you can email us your should i have bought this to dork podcast at gmail.com right you don't give a shit about anything do you what'd you say i said you don't give a shit about anything do you not really. Oh, I think I have a better way of ending it now. Ryan, promise yeah. me a million times you'll never do another rule. I can't. I can't really promise that.